your uh, product is not your business, but your business is your product. Also, you know, something that I always say is that don't substitute your um, image of your own product as the market's image of it. Treading water is the same as drowning to people like you and me. You better start swimming. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob Green. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. We've got Sean Karami with ePlaybook, and we're going to have to try to keep this one short because I feel like Sean and I could talk for days about e-commerce. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thank you for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. So when I hear ePlaybook, I think about a blueprint, a playbook and how to operate a game as if I was a football coach. So are you guys like that where you've got playbooks for specific sales channels uh, that are e-commerce related? Is that how you guys operate? Well, we, we do operate off, off of a playbook, yeah. Uh, and so we, we actually have all kinds of protocols that we put together for v- uh, various uh, types of sales channels. Uh, that's anything, any place that you would sell um, uh, goods. Uh, Amazon is one of our primary ones simply because uh, of the market share it has uh, in the U.S. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about ePlaybook then. So you said that you operate off of a playbook or operation standards, but you know, what do you guys, what do you guys really do? How do you, how does someone work with an e-playbook? The concept we have is, uh, and, and you and I briefly uh, discussed before we got on, the concept we have is, is uh, somewhat of uh, looking at it as, as an incubator. And so over time, what happened was, um, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, what happened was people, people would come to me uh, for various reasons uh, because some of my pub- uh, companies were more public than others and they'd almost always be in a crisis, uh, uh, either because something horrible had happened or something great had happened, right? I- either way, uh, you can be in a crisis. And so um, this kept on happening to me over and over and over and over. Um, and so uh, what, what I looked at as a mentoring relationship, I said, okay, well, th- there's a way to run a business out of this. Um, and what I thought was um, in dealing with, you know, over a thousand small and medium sized businesses, um, there's really three areas of challenges that they have. Um, one is logistics. And a lot of times I throw supply chains in there because with small businesses, they're very intertwined. Um, then there's um, an overemphasis on, on new customer acquisition to the detriment of your cheapest marketing, which is your current customers. And the third is sales channels. Um, you know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to start a business, you just uh, you you had to pretty much what, whatever you were doing online uh, have some sort of brick and mortar presence, um, and especially if you're selling a product. Uh, today you can be international from day one. You can sell on a million different places uh, because what happened over time, all those uh, um, uh, platforms where they were getting investors, the Facebooks of the world, where they were getting investors just for having eyeballs on their website, um, had to produce revenues. And those revenues, they noticed, would come only from connecting or primarily from connecting uh, businesses to consumers. Um, Amazon was doing that from a long time before a lot of other ones uh, were. Um, So what I said was, okay, what we can do when I said, okay, we're going to form this into a business. Then I'm dealing with people uh, that that I don't know ahead of time or don't know me ahead of time, maybe. Um, and so I said, okay, we, we will pick one area of these three challenges. I pick sales channels. Um, and then I said, it, it would have to be something that's easy to get into, easy to get out of, which means it doesn't start with equity because that's always hard to get into and probably even harder to get out of. Um, and then something where it can be independent, ver- independently verified. The work can be independently verified. Something where you can put walls around it uh, and box it up and have it 
you know, be in one place. And so all of those things, when you put that together and concentrating on sales channels, um, it, it made sense to start a relationship with a business um, on a specific uh, sales channel. Our goal actually is to do that and use it as sort of an incubator, both for the company to evaluate me and my team uh, and what we can bring to the table, and also for us to evaluate what the vision of the founder is or the, or the leadership team is, um, where, where, where the catalog is, where the room for expansion is, and then from there, um, developing a more robust relationship, hopefully. Does your typical partner in this situation have an, a presence on these sales channels and they're just not doing well? Or is it someone who hasn't even started on, let's use Amazon as an example? It, it happens in both because our concentration isn't whether you're on a sales channel or not. Our concentration is, okay, have you started a business? What kind of brand is it? What kind of legs does it have uh, to move forward? And then what we do is, we, we, it's not just that we get on Amazon. Amazon being a primary one because, I mean, it's 40% of the e-commerce world, uh, right? So if if you're going to sell goods on in the U.S., you're at least going to have to consider. You may rule out, but you're going to have to consider Amazon. So it turns out that we our recommendation is, hey, let's try this out on Amazon uh, first, uh, but then we go, grow from there. So what ends up happening, because of the way we look at it, um, it's not really important to us whether they're already selling on Amazon or a given platform or not. Okay. Is it okay? So let's let's take that because I, I think it's two separate, probably partners. At, at least uh, you know we do a lot on Amazon. I've been doing it for a decade. It, it's really how I I see a lot of people who need help. By the way, Sean, there, there's an unlimited amount of potential partners, especially on Amazon. I'd say a majority of sellers kind of I always call it list their products as opposing to launching products, right? They just put it on there as a, uh, they just want to be in the catalog, I guess. And if you're not at the top of page one, you're you're non-existent. You're in the back of the catalog and no one ever sees it. So when you're bringing someone to Amazon and you're launching it properly with you know a proper playbook, um, you can have really great success. What I see is a lot of people who are struggling on Amazon today um, how do you think about that from like an opportunity perspective, right? So you, it uh, sounds like you kind of assess the opportunity, say they're on Amazon now and you're like, Hey, listen, you're not doing this. You're not doing uh, imagery correctly. You're not doing listing correctly. You're not doing PPC correctly. We can do all those things. Therefore we're a good fit for you. Is that how you think about it? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't look at it as selling anything. I, I tell this to people okay. all the time. Uh, it, it's, it's more, uh, you know, I'm looking to work with people, uh, and and sometimes uh, the way I work uh, makes sense to them, and and we work together. And sometimes the way they work makes sense to me, and we work together. Sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes I look at something and say, that's not really. Uh, it, it doesn't fit with the way that my vision of moving something forward is. This is the way I look at it. If you mm-hmm. want to do it this way, um, we can certainly help you. But if you don't, that's fine too. I'm not saying sure. that's, that's the only way to do it. Um, so, sorry, I'm not sure if I even got close to answering your question. Um, no, that, that, I think a good way to my follow up would be like, what is an ideal partner for you when you see it? You, you know, we've got yeah. our own paradigm we all view the world through, right? So, when you see this, like, what is an ideal? What are the characteristics of an ideal customer for, or, or ideal partner for you? Yeah, I mean, ideally. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to uh, publish my second book. Uh, and in there, there's a, there's a number of different things I, I, I say. I have little catchphrases that I use for various things. Uh, and, I, and I start with, um, your, your uh, product is not your business, but your business is your product. Okay. okay. So someone who understands or, or at least is willing to understand that concept, um, because a lot of times you say to people, what, what, what do you do? And they immediately put out the product or service that they're doing. And that's what they do. Uh, and, but the world as a consumer, if you ask that person, you ask the very same person, where do you go shop? What, what products do you shop for? What they'll tell you is all these different things. Why do you buy that product? Well, because I, I, I like the product. Okay. Uh, I like the way the customer services. I like the way returns work here. I like this company because of the way it does. I like the way they do this stuff on social media. I like, I like all these different things. And that's what makes them make the decision as a consumer. When you turn them around and put them on the other side and say, okay, now run the business, they immediately say, okay, I want to make the best shoe here and, and blah, 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 and forget everything else. So someone who's willing to understand that concept. Also, you know, something that I always say is that don't substitute your um, image of your own product as the market's image of it. Mm. And so someone who is actually willing to understand the market is going to tell you uh, what they what they like about your product, and as much as you may believe and have, and a lot of people I deal with, a lot of people get into business for this, and I and I really have respect for this. They have a passion about something. They see a problem and they're trying to solve it. That's the business person I want. But that same person, okay. So by the way, that's that's what I'm looking for. I want that story. I was looking at this and this and this, or I was having this problem. Uh, my dog was. Uh, this is literally is is a dog food brand we, we just launched. The guy, uh, he loves his dog. He's having this, these different issues and solving the problems for the dog that he loves is how he got into putting out, getting into a dog food brand. I want that guy, right? Okay. Um, and, but at the same time, I want him to understand that he has to be flexible and that the product is going to change. Facebook didn't start as what we see it today. Google didn't start being what we see it today. Uh, so that at the same time, understanding that there's going to be an evolution uh, as much as you have a passion and you believe in your product and you believe in your cause and you're there for a principle, you have to be flexible to receive what's in the market and also be ready to uh, respond to it. Next thing I do is a lot of times people say, oh, well, I'm making this and the other. Yes, a lot of companies started with a single product or, I mean, it's even in their name, right? Um, what is it? You're, you're from Minnesota. Isn't MyPillow in Minnesota? Yeah, the MyPillow guys uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Started with one, right? Yeah. Forget, forget anything about what you feel about the guy's politics, good or bad. I don't care. The point is he started with one um, and, then, and then now there's hundreds of different products he makes. So we also look for a person, you know, or a company or a leadership team that's looking to take and expand um, what they have to scale, not only what they're what they have already, but to also scale uh, the, the product, the number of products that they have. Um, and so it, it, those are some of the beginning things that that for us start looking like a, a, a relationship we'd like to have. At the same time, we look at a lot of these generalized things because of what I told you is that we look at that relationship as an incubator into a larger thing. So I'm, I'm looking at big picture where the company is going to go 
and whether it makes sense for us to be involved and whether they would like for us to be involved. So there's a lot of these big picture ideas that, that have to fit. And then we sort of see how, you know, some of the little points, um, if, if there would be an interference, usually there isn't the big picture things at the beginning are what matter to me. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I see a lot of people who um, invent a problem. They solve a pro- they, they solve a problem. They invent a solution to the problem, and then sometimes they'll be very passionate about it. So that's a second layer they add on to it. I feel like, in my experience, that's the third thing that you said, which is the ability to adapt, is where a lot of people kind of break down. I don't know if that's been your experience or not, but because they put so much time and energy into it, they they fell in love with it, right? And they're like, well. I see the market and I see the problem this way. And one of the best things I, I say this to my team all the time, listen, I don't know the answer. The market knows the answer. So I'm going to go with what the market says because I can't tell you what color is going to be the best one. I can give you a guess, but we're going to always test the market and let the market tell us what it wants, right? You know, I want to make the best product based on the market. I want to make the best color. Whatever the market says, the market's right. And maybe that's just my finance background. Uh, I don't want to try to dictate to the market unless you're Steve Jobs or a couple other people. It's really, really hard to dictate to the market what you're going to want, what people are going to want to use. So is that where you see people kind of like it breaks down a little bit is that third layer uh, of the opportunity? That certainly is, is a primary place. And, and yes, there's a place where you kind of invent your own market. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that, that can be a luxury that a Microsoft has or an Apple has. Uh, but as a small business, uh, you generally don't have that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use that same dog food brand, that, that, that same founder. You know, uh, it, part of the reason I, I love working with him is, is exactly this. He, he, as we're getting data, he's like, it sounds like the, 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 the reviews are coming in like this. Why don't we make a change like, you know, and, and, he, and he's constantly on, on virtually a daily basis, which I find to be overly micromanaging. And I tell him that. Uh, it is, it, you know, he's saying, well, why don't we make this change? Why don't we, well, okay. I don't want to make adjustments on a daily thing because that seems to be, you know, uh, one day's data is not going to, is not going to drive this, but it's exactly that the feedback is coming in and he's sitting there going this and that. Now the next, by the way, at the same time, he's thinking about the next product, right? Mm-hmm. The next flavor of the, of the, of the, uh, uh, of the snacks he's making. And he's using this data. We're using it to actually then uh, see, you know, what we do with the next one, the changes we would make to that. And so that's the person you're looking for. And you're exactly right. Most people or many people, I won't say most people, many people uh, don't have that. Once they have a passion for something, they identify a problem and then they solve it for themselves. They think that solves it for all purposes, for all people, for all time. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't. The, the, that problem may be slightly different. People's perception of the problem may be slightly different. Yeah. If I'm looking at my dog and I'm seeing the same, they're having the same exact problem. My perception of what what what's working, what what's not working, may be different. And and the result I want may be a little bit different. So I come back and say, "Oh, wait a minute, it didn't do X. Oh, we didn't even think about X when we we're trying to solve the problem, right?" Um, and so, you know, that feedback is incredibly important and you can't dismiss, um, those things, uh, that, that come back from the market. You may say, oh, geez, we can't deal with that problem, but you're going to have to address it because if the market comes back and says, I want it to also solve X, you're going to have to say why you're not solving X. 
uh, or why you shouldn't solve X or why you're going to have to do something about it uh, if you're not solving it. So anyway, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's it's one of the areas that we that I specifically look at. I want malleability. I want the 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 the, the belief that the market will will drive some of these decisions. I love that. So you're looking for partners who. Uh, have the passion, they're malleable, they're adaptable, they've solved the problem. And then I, I think what you bring, and, and this is, I'm probably biased in this way, is the hardest part, really, which is the sales and distribution, right? If I make the world's greatest product, but I don't get it in front of people, uh, no one's ever buying it, right? And, and I think, you know, the old days, you'd go retail. Now you've got all these marketplaces, you've got access to Shopify or Volusion, and you can just run ads now and get data and test it out, right? So you've got that, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity, but it's also more challenging, right? Because all of those marketplaces and those channels require expertise. And any of us yeah, that I mean, are an entrepreneur, it's tough to wear all those hats, right? Yeah, I, I, I tell people this, you know, what I find with a challenge with sales channels, you know, everything in life is a gift and a curse, okay? So you have... You have that situation of, oh, yeah, I have all these options. I can do all these things. I can be international day one. Yes. Okay. But do you want to? Uh, and do you, can you support it? Does it, is it going to work? And a lot of times what ends up happening is they end up being on the wrong sales channels for their business for that time and not enough on the right ones. Uh, so you have to look at a different, look at a product and say, okay, does it make sense to be here? Does it make sense to be on five different things? Does it make sense to do anything with Facebook? A lot of times what people say, and, and I just use Facebook, you can put anything in there, you can put TikTok, Instagram. You know, uh, people would come with, with, with some sort of a product. Uh, I, I always tell people, I, I have more uh, family members that own apparel businesses than I have family members. Um, and so the, the, the immediate thing is, okay, I'm going to go on Instagram, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then it's just going to work. Well, yeah. Uh, and why do you think that? Well, because we have this other family member and there's two of these companies that, that I work with that, that were family members that became extremely successful. Uh, but I, I'm like, but yeah, that was Instagram of 2012. That is not the Instagram of today. And so this, the, the shifting landscape actually, so all these companies that are, that are constantly making a more robust uh, uh, commerce uh, platform out of themselves, um, which is, again, I, I, I mentioned it's a patchwork of things because they keep adding things and it's just a patchwork of things. They, they, you know, it creates a shifting landscape, both who's working on there, the, the businesses that are on there, and also what, what, is, what is possible, how the ads are working, how your marketing's working, how your sales are working, where, where they're coming from, all of that. Not only that, what ends up happening is there, uh, as much as all of these are tech uh, outlets, they are um, a lot of times very much not tech on the back end. And I'll use Amazon as an example. As a seller, getting on Amazon, yeah, it's a tech. All this stuff, the stuff will be at your house. You know, as as a buyer, it'll be at your house tomorrow. Done deal. Uh, and all this tech is being used. Got it. When you're on the other side of it. It is very much not tech. You're a lot of times dealing with another human being. A lot of the stuff that they have in there doesn't work exactly as it's supposed to. A lot of the algorithms don't spit out the right responses when you're trying to do something as a, as a seller. A lot of times you're, you're, you're filing claims, which is incredibly common. We have people that work only on doing that. 
And, and so uh, you're filing claims, you're dealing with another person and that person that you're dealing with on the other side, and I have plenty of examples of this, you can put two things and, and literally two things that are, you know, different colors of the same thing. Okay. Um, and, and, and having the same problem with Amazon, for example, um, the, two people will come up with completely inconsistent solutions. Um, so, um, so what, what, what ends up happening is there's, there's all of this work that has to go in. You have to, you have to know exactly what works and doesn't work. Marketing is different. Um, you know, you know, there, there are differences in marketing in all of them, uh, especially as they go on, as they try to differentiate themselves, uh, uh, to, to drag, to drag more businesses to, uh, you know, work with them. And so it becomes kind of a full-time job. You have to, you have to also know, you know, uh, that, that it's not just a matter of, like you said, putting up your product page and then it just, it just flows and, and add you know, or oh, here's some ad dollars and now just boom, it's going to go. It's not, um, uh, there's a lot of competition for different products. It's completely different concepts. Right before I got on with you, I was on with a, uh, for example, a company that sells, um, health related stuff. So, um, uh, supplements, things like that. For example, with that kind of a business, you're going to have a, a lot more expensive stuff because your competition is going to be looking at the, at the LTV of, 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 of a customer looking at multiple sales. And so your ad dollars are going to be a lot more expensive. Your ad spend is going to be a lot more expensive because your competitors are looking at basically a subscription type model. Uh, and that's what they're spending on. So, you know, knowing the nuances of your own business, how it functions on a given platform, and then the nuances of that platform in general uh, uh, are kind of tricky. Yeah, I, I think you hit a couple of things that we experience all of the time, to be honest with you. Um, number one is the sequencing of channels, I think, which you touched on at the beginning there, which is really, really important. We, you know, we're, we're doing outreach now to look at opportunities to buy uh, additional brands. And, and one uh, gentleman I spoke to recently, they, their unit economics didn't support retail. And they went retail first. And the business failed. Because they did it Amazon and other marketplaces and direct consumer afterwards. But it just didn't support the unit economics because they didn't have a presence, didn't support the negotiations with the retailers, which meant that they could do turnover. They could sell well, but they couldn't make the money that they needed to do to reinvest. Right. And had he gone maybe a slightly different path or maybe at the same time, I mean, most of my friends that, you know, really focus on retail also have a very profitable Amazon D2C business that supports a lot of that venture into retail in the beginning, especially from a cash flow perspective, right? And then the other thing that I think the key word that you said there was nuance. You know, a lot of these aggregators that came in the space kind of thought it was like Legos. It's like I put this block with this block and I get this block. Oh, and it all it works perfectly. And we all know anybody that's been on any of these channels for any period of time noticed that it's it's different day to day. It's different in every category. And you can't apply the same. And I've got multiple brands in multiple categories. They don't always, the same rules and same playbook doesn't always apply to every single area of the business because each has nuances in it. And I think that's really the other part that so many people struggle with is that it takes time and experience to learn those nuances, right? You can't just, there, there isn't, a, there isn't a, a book that will tell you the nuances because it's changing, changing quickly. And that's where, you know, the value of yeah. a, a partner comes in with that because it's, it's so fast. It's unbelievable. Well, 
Literally, what what can happen is uh, you know the, the, uh, things change on the, even even on the menus of the of, of the platforms. Yeah. So if if you're the type of person that's putting on like kind of thinking about set it and forget it type of a thing, you may be doing some stuff and you'll teach yourself this and the other uh, today. You'll come back in three weeks um, and 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 try to do something, and and your menu will look different. Your different options will be there, and so you know. All of those things will make running uh, things just on your own, um, unless you have a specific focus on on, on these platforms, um, very challenging, uh, I, I would say. And it's very hard to make it work um, if if you're not there and you you don't you don't actually sit there and and put full attention on it. I mean, I could just tell from just talking the short while we've had this conversation, you're a, a thoughtful entrepreneur and you're thinking about things from a holistic perspective, right? You're thinking big picture, but then you're zooming in to the to the nuance piece of it, right? So what do you, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of entrepreneurism. I'm sure you are also. It, it, I feel like I want to help so many of these people, right, to get to that next level. And so many people struggle at different aspects of the business. You know, do you have any recommendations for someone who's solved a problem? Maybe they're getting a little bit of traction. Like what, what should those people do to get themselves from, and, and pick a number, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're doing 100,000 a year and they need to get to seven figures. Um, or they're at seven figures and they need to get to eight figures. How do you think about it? Are there any best recommendations for people as they think through this? Because there's just so many hats to wear from an individual perspective. Yeah, I mean... One is, you know, don't think you're going to do all of it on your own. Uh, I think there's a, there's, there's a certain mindset whenever, you know, so a lot of people who start their own businesses, they, they have the confidence of believing they can do any part of it um, on their own. And look, I, I tell this to people all the time. I, I have more guts than brains. Um, in every one of my companies, uh, I've started literally every single department, everything. I literally, I remember the first time I became my own IT person, <laughs> I had just had, had my first servers placed into uh, my, my server room. And this guy, uh, this is on a Sunday night, told me, oh, uh, at one point, I'm, you know, I was very agitated with him. And, and he said, well, you, you know, you can't fire me. You need me. Sunday night, he was fired and I became my own IT person. You know, t- from a person like with that attitude, I, I, I tell you, without question, uh, you always have to make sure you bring in people with expertise. You have to build teams. And I understand you start a business, it's just you. But there are ways to get help um, uh, and get expertise and get people to, to, to work with you. And that's the first place you should be looking. And by the way, even though that's my attitude, that's the first place I'm looking to. Every one of those departments I started, like I said, IT, finance, you know, receivables, uh, uh, marketing, sales, operations, all of those things I've done on my own. But at the end of the day, I've had the understanding that, look, even if I'm the best person in the world at this, I can't run the entire company and not not have someone with great expertise in this department. And so always brought in people with expertise as the company grew um, and, and, and took myself and, and made myself more of a generalist uh, uh, to oversee those things. Um, that, that's one place. It is incredibly important to plan um, where, where are you today and where do you want to be and how do you get there? 
Okay. That planning is, is where I see people a lot of times not paying a lot of attention. Uh, they, they, they don't look at those things. And so th there's no planning to begin with a lot of times, but where there is planning, there's not enough detail uh, on the things that are identified. And there is not a recognition that you just don't know what you don't know. Um, and I'll give you an example of that. That, uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we uh, work with a company. Now, now what we did was we took the retail operations, uh, we, we took the direct-to-consumer operations, which is what we formed, and made it into a separate company. But when we started, this is a consumer brand. They, they only sold uh, through a distributor network, much like Nike used to be. If you wanted a Nike yeah. shoe, you would have to go to a Foot Locker or some retail outlet and get it. Same way, that's the, that was their business model. What we started with them with the, was the direct-to-consumer relationship, and that's what later on we, we incorporated into a software company. Now, when, when, when we started working, their, their thought was, okay, we can do this, this direct-to-consumer thing. And I said, no, you can't. You're not set up for it. You know where they, they, the biggest place they weren't set up for it? Where they were, in their minds, the best. Logistics. They were huh. phenomenal. They would get these goods. They would produce them, package them, put them on pallets and push them into trucks and boom, boom, boom. These things are going out. They work like their team works like a machine. And it absolutely did. And it absolutely could not support selling to a consumer directly. Why? Specifically because they were excellent at what they were doing. They were excellent at uh, having these things. Uh, produced, put in cases, put on pallets, and full truckloads being pushed out of their company. Uh, you know what that means? That means they have no access to an individual unit, which is what the consumer wants. Um, they have no way, they had no way uh, logistically of getting those goods to the consumer. Why? Because they're used to trucks coming and picking up their stuff. Consumer's not sending a truck over. Um, right. You know, so, so you got to get that over. And so that the recognition that they had this excellent team, but at the same time, were not able to service an entire business specifically with the same products. Okay, same products. Um, it, it was something that was completely lost on them. So they were not taking into account what they didn't know they didn't know. Um, and so th that discovery process has to take place. And it's a continuous discovery process because, because as you go along, you go, oh, geez, I didn't think of this one. Oh, wh what about this? You have to be prepared to receive that information and to then plan with it. So how you deal with your banking relationships, how you deal with you know, logistics, how you deal with um, different things that you kind of discount at times that when you get into, you go, holy moly, this is a, this, th th there's a lot to this. Uh, there's a lot to a lot of places that you run a business. So yeah, um, I, that, that's I think you, point. yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, it, you never know what you don't know, but it all starts with being open to receiving feedback, right? You have to be open. So many people are locked in and myopic with that, right? So you have to be open to it. And then I always call it like fresh eyes, right? Somebody who's an expert at something can look at it in two seconds and go, wait a minute, uh, you guys are not set up. You know, if you're an expert at logistics, you're like, hold on a second. How are you going to ship one at a time when they get orders on Shopify? Like you can't, you're not set up for that. You can't do it. There's no pick pack. There's no individual units. I mean, that's the real value of like an, like you said earlier, hiring an expert or partnering with an expert who knows this inside and out, because those of us that are really great, whatever you're great at, whatever it might be, 
you can observe it quickly and identify it, right? And then if you're yep. if you're not that expert, you just don't know what to look for, or even what question to ask. That's what I find a lot. Yep, absolutely. Um, and and the, the, by the way, a lot of times the excuse for not having the expertise there is, well, I can't afford it. Yeah, everyone has a budget, uh, and there are ways of if you're looking for it and you actually want to bring that in, there are ways of bringing them in within your budget. That doesn't mean you get the best thing in the world. That doesn't mean you get something that's completely comprehensive, but you need to do it at your own level. And it needs to be something you seek out um, uh, every day. Uh, and then, and, and I promise you, it'll make a world of difference in actually making your business work. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I made was I was slow to hire in the beginning. I wore all the hats. I did way too much by myself and I'm good at some of those things and great at others. And I did way too much of the stuff that I'm good at for far too long. And I wish I had hired and built my team much earlier. We'd be much further along had I done that. So, um, well, thank you so much. I, this has been great. I could talk all day about e-commerce. How do people find more, find out more about Sean and ePlaybook? Well, you can get on ePlaybooks actually uh, with an S.com, uh, ePlaybooks.com. Uh, you can also go to connect with Sean. Um, I made it a little bit easier. Maybe that's easier. Connect with Sean, S-H-A-W-N, um, and um, uh, you'll find me. Awesome. We'll put sh- we'll put links in the show notes. And uh, Sean, thank you so much. I think what you're doing is excellent. There are so many people out there that get stuck in this part of the process of becoming an entrepreneur. They got a lot yeah. of the other characteristics. They just get stuck of how do I market it and how do I get it in front of people so that once I do that, I can get enough traction and build a real business out of it. So I appreciate what you're doing and uh, thanks for having the conversation with us. Hey, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with friends.